The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel is indeed from St. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 and verses 31 through 35, which are found on page 1673 of your Pew Bible. John 13, 1 through 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not every one was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, 
I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. I, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. That's John 13, verses 8. In the name of Jesus, amen. Do you have your part with Jesus? Is that where you live your life? One with Jesus, hand in hand with him, following him and his example, do you? You may ask, how, how do I get in on that? You ask, is it my doing? Is it my choosing? Are you stuck trying to better yourself? Are you repenting? Are you shaping up? Are you fixing? You see, Jesus really does need to be your portion, your inheritance. Otherwise, that's it. You're lost, condemned, and hell-bound. Your being part of Jesus is not determined by you. But that's what Peter thought. Being a follower of Jesus meant that Peter had to grow and take on more responsibility. That's what he thought. He thought he was a co-pilot with Jesus. It's why he said at first, don't wash me. It's why Peter tried to tell Jesus how Jesus should be delivering his gifts to Peter. He even said, no, not this way. I don't want that gift, Jesus. Do it that way instead. But having a portion with Jesus, being one with him is really determined by Jesus. He's Lord. And he determines how and in what way to make you a part of him. He determines to give you an inheritance with him to make you one with him. Now, there is the Peter way, the way of no cross. Take a look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. That's when Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He said, never, Lord. This shall never happen to you. To which Jesus replied, Get behind me, Satan. The other way of Peter is of calling all the shots, as we see in John 13, 7. Are you going to wash my feet, Lord? No, 
you can't wash my feet. And the other way of Peter is this, of fleeing, of denying three times. Now, there's another way. This is the way of Jesus, the way of the cross, and the way of washing, of forgiving, and of uniting with him. Jesus' way is the only way to have a part with Jesus. He says, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And so he does. He washes you completely at the font. He absolves away what you step in from day to day. He portions himself, portions all of himself to you with his body and his blood. And now you live in him and he in you. Jesus wants to take every part of you to himself, to redeem every part in his death, to wash every part, absolve every part, and cover each part with his blood. And not just the parts of our lives that we give to him. That is Peter's way. No. He wants the whole lot of you. He wants you solely, soul custody. That's his way. Even the loving God part, the loving neighbor part, he wants. He would give you trust in God above all things. He would give you love for your neighbor as yourself. His washing, his absolving, his body and blood do exactly that. You could go on your own. Go on your own way and not receive his word and gifts. But Jesus' way is the way, Jesus' way is the Calvary way, the way of salvation. And in his washing you, that's your way too. In John 13, verse 10, Jesus said to him, He who's bathed does not need anything except to wash his feet, for he is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all. You're clean. Did you hear that? You're completely clean. You're as white as the colors on the altar this Monday, Thursday. How can you be anything else? In Jesus, you're not. You're not anything else but clean. You've been washed. You've been sanctified, made holy by his blood. You were wiped clean at the font. Now, because of the water and the word of the holy baptism, you are a washed, clean, pure holy, spotless child of God. And he's given you his name. He has marked you as his holy one. You're his saint. 
But that's not all for you, is it? Does the accuser, the liar, question you? Does he say, no, that's everybody else but you? Because you know what you've done. I know what I have done. We gossiped even before we realized what we were doing. We downloaded the movie, that movie file, illegally before it ever hit the theaters. We got mad at our brother or sister because of some stupid reason. We clicked that link that we ought not. We're jealous of our neighbor. All these sins and others just creep up on us and we step into them. Now that we know our sins, and they are many, we want to be like Peter. Lord, wash all of me. But Jesus says this to you and to me. He says, you've already been bathed. I washed you. I cleansed you. Be absolved. Let me take care of that sin. Yes, that sin. I will forgive it again and again and again. He says, receive my body and blood. It's given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And yes, you fall, I fall into sin. You step in it daily and much. In Christ, you are pure. But in yourself, you are not. Now in this life, you are a sinner. But you are also a saint. Jesus will make sure to keep you spotless and pure. He has washed you. He'll wash your conscience from whatever you happen to step in. He does this to save you, to keep you clean in this life and in the life to come. So you're clean. You're completely clean. You're as white as the colors on the altar this Monday, Thursday. And in Jesus, how can you be anything else but clean? In John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. A love without end, amen. That is a George Strait song, and it was a song that he authored and performed all the way back in the early 1990s. A love without end, amen. The first time that I heard it sung was by my father-in-law at a wedding, but it wasn't my wedding. My wedding was to come two years later. I was not his son-in-law yet, but that song touched me. The tagline is this, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. No, it's a love without end. Amen. We know that Jesus loves his own. 
It is written, he loves to the end, his end. And that's how God loves. Jesus knows on this night in which he was betrayed that his time is short. His hour has come. He is going to be betrayed. And he's going to die. Now the world would say, he should love himself before he loves others. The world might even say, he should get his affairs in order. Or the world might even say, perhaps he should take some me time to figure this all out. But Jesus doesn't love like the world loves. No, Jesus, he wraps a towel around his waist and he gets on his knees. God, fully man, fully God, gets on his knees and he cleans between his disciples' toes. And then he dries their feet with a towel that was around his waist. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and gave his son as a propitiation for our sins. That's 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. Love doesn't count sins. It doesn't keep score or track wrongs. It doesn't look for faults. It gives and puts others first. Love, it bears all things. Love, it believes good in all things. Love, it hopes for the best. Now, we don't love that way. We protect ourselves when we love. We love those who love us and are nice to us. It's safer that way. We don't get hurt that way. It's not that we don't love others. We do. We just love ourselves more, well, more than we love others, and definitely more than we love God. Jesus shows us God's love. He suffers, and he dies for our sins. Our love flows from his love. Our love is washed in his love. It is enlivened. Our love is sanctified and made holy in his love. Our love is raised in his love to love others as he has loved us. We love because he loved us first. Now today... Jesus serves you. He washes your feet with his word of forgiveness. And he feeds you his body and his blood. He, your Lord, waits on you. He forgives you. This is how you love, he says. He is seized by a hundred soldiers carrying torches and clubs, led by his friend Judas. He was betrayed with a kiss. And Jesus is treated like a criminal. He's dragged in to the high priest. He is beaten. He is mocked. He is stripped, naked, flogged, rejected, made to carry his own cross And then he was nailed to that cross. 
He shows us that a father doesn't just love his children every now and then. No, Jesus loved his own. Jesus loves and loved you. He loved you until the end. And that's how God loves. In the name of Jesus, amen.